needs a breakthrough. Someone needs revelation. I am telling you, it is loaded this morning. I feel my spirit overjoyed. I'm telling you, somebody needs an answer for their situation. You're going to get it in this service. I am telling you by the spirit of God, there is an anointing to break this yoke of bondage. You've been called for a time such as this. God would not leave you in the middle of an ocean and cause you to drown. He began this good work inside of us. Lift your hands and let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the anointing that is to break every yoke of bondage this morning. I stand as your servant and I stand as your son. And I'm calling for an open heaven over this ministry and over this service in this season. I am asking that you will touch every heart and every mind. And I thank you, Lord God, there will be revelation on the road that they're traveling on. That you'll give them clarity. As it makes sounds, you make sense. But I pray that they will hear the voice behind my voice. I'm asking for the spirit of understanding. Anoint your people even online, those that are here in, in your presence. I pray that the anointing will make the difference. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And everybody agreed and said, just give a good shout and say, this is my turn. I've been journeying with Dr. Winston for more than nine, maybe ten years, I think. Ten years ago, we went to Chicago for the first time, studied the Joseph Business School. And ever since I've connected with the anointing on that man, now listen to what I'm saying to you. He doesn't give a, a cent into Africa. He comes into Africa, every collection, everything that he does stays in Africa. He flies with his own private jet, he covers his own bill. He doesn't come look for a single thing. And when he raises you up, he says, let me tell you now, as a team, I'm sitting on his board for a couple of years. He says, I am not here to give you money. I'm here to give you the word. Because the same word that worked for me in Chicago must work for you in Johannesburg. Think about that. Anybody who must, you must go to for money every single time, it's going to control you. But if I give you the word, you can go for yourself. You can get your own breakthrough. You can get your own destiny. Come on, somebody. Come on, this is Africa's turn. It was Esther's turn. But I believe it's Africa's turn. It's your time for breakthrough. Come on, your set time of favor is now. Come on, child of God. I want you to lift your faith this morning. This place be stirred with faith this morning because somebody is coming to their destiny. God would not give me a word like this for you. God would not speak about the calling of God. God would not tell the people to get ready. God is calling you to come into your season. He would not give you a whole week of word, morning and night, if He wasn't preparing you for your next season. This is your time. This is your turn. Come on, somebody. Someone's getting revelation on the road, on the road, on the road. Let this apostle tell you it is your turn Esther it is your turn glory be to Jesus well social distance high five look at your neighbor and say hey you're looking good even with that mask on tell them hey, hallelujah glory be to God you may be seated this morning glory 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 we in a series called revelation on the road now it's my season for walking uh, summertime I love swimming but 
winter time and when the season shifts, I do it purposely because my mind needs to shift. That I'm not swimming this way anymore. I'm walking with in this moment. And as I walk, there's revelation on the road. So as I was walking this week, I picked up something. It was one cent. So I told Pastor Z, I said, you need a million rand? She says, yes. I said, you don't need a million anymore. Here's one cent. Some of you need to catch that. Because sometimes God's giving you a little and you're thinking, no, I want the million. Because you catch it as you walk. You get it as you walk. It's called revelation on the road. <laughs> John 8, 31, then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue, there's a condition. I mean, if you not continue, okay, fine. But if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. Indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know, that means the revelation that I get, it sets you free. Now remember, not all truth sets people free. Sometimes you give people the truth and it puts them in greater bondage. Because they don't accept it. It's the truth that you accept. So you go to Pharaoh and you tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh say, no way. Did Pharaoh get the truth? Did he? That was God's word. Let the people go. And he refused. So he gets, it drowns in the revelation, him and his team, because that truth didn't set him free, the truth killed him. But God's word is going to work. I am telling you, his word is working, and no matter what you are going through, no matter what, truth sets you free, the truth you accept. Are you the righteousness of God? Did you accept that truth? Do you believe that you're saved? Do you believe that you're called? 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You're not only saved, you are called. Now you might not believe that you are called, but you are. And if you accept that truth, it will set you free. Not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he has given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Not even before you were born. Before he created the world, he saw you, made you, prepared works for you, designed your personality, the family you'll be born into. You're not born to your parents, you're born through them. But God had a purpose in mind. You are gifted. And when anybody accepts the fact that I'm saved, I'm called, I'm, I'm, I'm purposed, then I'm graced. That's the order. I mean, if you're not going to fulfill your purpose, you don't need grace. Because grace starts where your humanity ends. When God begins to call you, he's, not going, to, he's, he's going to show you even your weakness. I couldn't speak. So every morning I've got to wake up when I come and take the mic. Is that I need to put grace, fresh grace on me. And I need to pray because I'm, this is my purpose. I'm called according to this purpose. I need to speak. But if I can't speak, I need more grace. Otherwise, you're in trouble. I'll just speak some chakalaka stuff, which I do throw in now and again. So you know when you don't understand anything, that's me. When you get it clear, it's the Holy Ghost. 
you forgive me. God's still working with me. <laughs> but before time began, he knew why he made me. I was going to stand one day and preach for his kingdom. That's the calling of God. Now, I fought the calling of God all my life. I ran from it as an 18-year-old, got drunk, ended up in the nightclubs, and bumped into another woman that I fell in love with. And they said, there's no way you're going to ever stay together. So 38 years later, and I love her more today than I loved her when we first started. No, she was terrible to live with. She's sweet now. She's terrible to live with. Are we in church? Can we be honest? She was horrible to live with. Love covers a multitude of sins. You're not saying anything. No, don't act all innocent. No, no, no. Why do you want to act like you were saved and you came out praying in tongues out of the womb? You never did. No, you never did. No, you were just as horrible. You're not a nice person. Some of you are still not nice people to be with. Tell your neighbor you must be saved. Just tell them you must be saved. So when you... <laughs> oh, God's going to have to help me this morning because that old guy still got up again. The anointing, Lord. I need the anointing. I need the anointing. So when you get into the kingdom of God, God speaks to you concerning... You are the, this is the Christ. He speaks to Peter. And he's going to now build Peter up to do great things for the kingdom of God. Because Peter's going to get the revelation that... This is the Christ. You are the Christ. And he says, now flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. That's revelation. That means your school and your education and your teachers didn't give you this. This comes out of the kingdom. So when the Father reveals things to you, that's precious. Those are pearls. God gives you things so that you can carry revelation for the kingdom of God. So Mary is going to have to carry the revelation. Because Jesus must be manifest or shown to the world. So when you're starting off in the kingdom of God, being saved is not what it's all about. Yes, it, you must be saved because you walk through a certain door. You are translated from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. Now you're saved. But then you need to know you're called. And then you need to understand the fact when you accept I'm called, you then need to go to purpose because purpose means original intent. This is what God originally intended with your life. And then because I have that, I now step into a grace. You with me? Everybody getting that? So you get into a place with God where you get, number one, the revelation of who the Christ is. And then there's different ways that God would speak to different people on the road. And so when you, when you study this, um, and it's understanding, I wanted to read something quickly for you. Dr. Winston says education is, is good in that you're learning something. But to walk in dominion, you have to learn more because it's only attainable on a spiritual level. So it's the spirit that gives life. And so when you're going through trouble, and, and um, Psalms 42, if you read the whole psalm, you'll see the trouble uh, when it speaks about um, uh, the deer pants for the water brooks, my soul's in trouble. There's a portion in there that says, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mazar. Deep calls unto deep. The title of my sermon this morning is Deep 
calls unto deep. At the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me. So, let me just read some scripture to back what I'm saying here. And so, Jesus, they have this, he has this encounter with the disciples. They feed 5,000. He's demonstrating his earthly ministry. And having fed the 5,000, he takes five loaves, two fish. The, the, the miracle is in everybody's mouth as they leave, the 5,000 leaves. And they've spent the whole day serving 5,000 people. The disciples are all together with Jesus at this point. And he's calling, not the multitude. The multitude's gone home. They're looking for the next miracle the next day. But he's calling the disciples into a deeper place. He wants to break them from shallow thinking. And he wants to bring them into a deeper spiritual experience. He wants to show them what their destiny looks like. And he wants to show them the power of this moment. So have a look at me. So when you study the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find the, different, the stories of how they encountered God these disciples, and their revelation that they got at the end of it. So they all document the fact that there's 5,000 fed. It's the end of the day. They're tired. Jesus then gives the next instruction of what they need to do. So Matthew, Mark, and John are the only three that speaks about these, this encounter that they have with Jesus because he's calling them into a deeper place. And what he does is, it's at the end of the day, and so when you study these three in the Gospels, you'll find out, um, though they both, they all entered into this boat, because now they're going to have this encounter, their outcome of what they saw was different for every one of them, because God is that kind of God. We can all be at Kingdom Life Embassy, but He's got the miracle for everybody in this room. And you can encounter Him on the level of where you are at. Come on, somebody. God's calling you out of shallow Christianity, and He's calling you into a deeper place with Him. Somebody shout, deep calls unto deep. So what it does is, let's pick up the story. So I'm going to just touch on some of them, because I want to get into a couple of things this morning. So in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. Did you read that? Just say it again. Immediately Jesus did what? What did Jesus do? What's the word? Hold on. You made them? What? Okay. That tells me that there was some resistance. I mean, it's end of day. Can't we take this journey tomorrow? Do you know we fishermen? Do you know at night the storm comes up here? We can see a storm brewing. Why are you making us get into this boat? You understand that you've never fished in your life? We are fishermen. We know the problems here. We know the Sea of Galilee. We know the kind of trouble. And we can tell you clearly, nobody travels at night here. And besides, we're tired. We fed this 5,000 people and they're ungrateful. You know, I was like, we are. Jesus says, no, he makes them. Once one ver version says, he constrained them. Another version says, he compelled them. Another, the message version of the Bible says, he insisted. 
You must get into this boat. Have you ever been that way with God? I mean, when God wants to give you an experience and give you revelation on the road and He's not getting in the boat with them. But uh, He has a word. And He says, get into this boat. I mean, I, when He said to me, starting a church, I said, no way. He says, you want to get into your destiny, right? I said, yeah. But I, let me tell you, I'm a good businessman. I'll make some money for you. And I'll send a check every now and again. I'll give a thousand rand if I feel like it. But don't put me in this fishbowl so the world can come in and see my family and see my life and expose me because I know that there's going to be trouble here. These disciples knew trouble's coming. Can I speak to somebody about trouble quickly? Some of you got saved to avoid trouble. You can't avoid trouble. Everybody is one of three places this morning. you either in trouble coming out of trouble or sailing into trouble. That's the world. Oh, I just want to save my name. I was there. Trouble comes to everybody. That's why Jesus could say, in me you have perfect peace. In this world you'll have trouble, you'll have trials, you'll have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I've deprived it of power to harm you. I need a bigger shout. Some of you are like, ah, I'm going to trouble. No, you, is there anybody in trouble this morning? Are you, you in church? Must I ask the Holy Ghost to speak to you? If you're in trouble, wave your hand. Financial trouble? Relational trouble? Come on, let's be honest. We're in church this morning. Marriage, future, like God. Some of you are lifting hands, feet, and everything. was like, ah, Jesus, where are you? Revelation on the road. Come on, somebody needs a word from the Lord this morning. If you are dishonest, you remain shallow. Stop lying. So what they do is, is let me get into this. Trouble comes to everybody, man. Why are you trying to avoid it? In fact, let me tell you this. Some of you got into the deepest trouble when you got saved. I, I was fine when I wasn't saved. I mean, like, why put me through this thing? Why tell me to get into this boat? I mean, I'll, I'll be a businessman. I'll stay home. I know this church thing is trouble. Why call me a pastor? You know how they respected me in the world? He's a systems analyst. This boy, you're going to see him. You're going to see what he can do. And then I become a church a pastor and say, you're a pastor. Ah, rubbish, man. You're still immense as a geld. I've never begged anybody for any, anything. I worked hard for everything. And now you tell me I'm going to receive an offering. And people give when they want to, don't want to give, and then they think you want to take. It's like, whatever, man. I've always trusted God that I'll be the biggest giver in this church. And I've been given. But the Lord said to me, I must change it because he says I'm raising bigger givers in this house and online. I'm raising people that will be greater givers in this place. I break that word curse over this church. I am not the biggest giver. I got sons and daughters across the globe that are pouring into this ministry, making sure that we can move forward and build this thing in Jesus' mighty name. I believe there are kings in this place. You are in trouble, but I'm going to pray for you in this season. You're going to get a word from the Lord. You are coming out of trouble, and you're going to be a blessing to this church. You're going to be a blessing to the city. You're going to come into your kingdom purpose. You're going to fulfill your destiny. You're going to be the greatest blesser wherever 
wherever you go, you're going to buy a house for the whole street. You buy the whole street up and say, this is a kingdom move. I need a big shout in an amen. Just give a good shout and say, I'm not afraid of trouble. Yeah, it's like, you know, I always say, like, just don't mess with my name. Don't, 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 don't know about God, but now look at the trouble I'm in. You know, when we got, when I started the church, I'm in a pool in the middle of the week, and the Lord says to me, you're going to start a church. I turned to my wife, I burst out laughing, I said, we're going to start a church. The Lord says to Pastor Z, don't tell him. She speaks to the Lord in the morning, the Lord says, we're starting a church. The Lord says, but don't tell him until I tell him. Because if you tell him that we're starting a church, when trouble comes, he's going to blame you. I mean, I wouldn't do that, right? No, I mean, it's just like, you know, you sing these songs. and Let me get into the Word because I want to show you some things. But this Living Life Ministries thing, I'm like, when we lost buildings and I, I was praying that somehow God would eject me from a plane when I was in such trouble. It's like, save everybody, all the, but it's a good time for me to get out. Let me go home. Have you ever been there? Such deep trouble that you're praying to die. I've been there. Been there. But trouble. Trouble. So the devil loves it when you get into trouble because then he torments you more and more. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Whew, there's so much in here. Say, we're going to the other side. Now say it like you ate something. While he sent the multitudes away, so he says, I'll tell you the multitudes go away. I'm going to teach these disciples deeper things. Let's keep going. Verse 23. Work with me, guys. Verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went on up on the mountain by himself to pray. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? This is saved, called, purposed, grace. When you come into the call of God upon your life, and you say yes to the assignment to get into that boat, even though you know it's trouble, Jesus goes up to pray for you. It's called the covering. He covers you. That's what the calling does. There is a covering with the calling. Because when God calls you, he puts you under a covering. Why? Because you're going to come up against demonic forces. He's calling you deeper, but he will not go and send you into a place without giving you a, an apostolic covering or a pastor or somebody that can pray for you. It's called covering. Just tell you maybe everything is going to be all right. Say somebody's praying. Somebody's praying. And so he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening had come, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, what's the fourth watch? It's from 3 a.m. in the morning to 6, 6, 6 a.m. in the morning. Four watches in the night, 6 to, three, 6 to 9, 9 to 12, 12 to 3, 3 to, to 6. Those are four watches. He comes on the fourth watch of the night. Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Now when the disciples saw him on the sea, they were troubled. I mean, we in trouble, now it's deeper troubling. Saying, it's a ghost, and they cried out for fear. 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it's I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come unto you, come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. I'm... That's such a powerful thing because how do you begin to sink on water? I mean, you either... But how do you, just ask him. It was his faith became less the more he looked onto the outside. His faith started shrinking because he looked at the circumstances. He said, of oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. The second one is found in Mark chapter 6 and verse 45. So those in the boat were amazed at what had happened. So immediately he made his disciples get into the boat, go before him to the other side to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. Mark is showing something different. Verse 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Just let your neighbor know Jesus is praying for you this morning. And when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at rowing. Have you ever been in trouble? And you're using all your skill that you know. And you're trying as best. This is how you deal with my partners. This is how we're going to deal with, you know, you, you bring all your business skills. You bring all your rowing skills. But what Jesus was showing them, that your titles, your leadership skills, your whatever skills, your presentation skills, your best move in the world. When you are traveling where God wants you to be, it's not going to work here. You're going to need something else. You're going to need some spiritual understanding of how to walk on demonic systems. Because he was giving them a spiritual experience so they could journey and become what God has called them to be. You understand that you have an enemy that doesn't want you to come to the other side of your breakthrough. But you're still using the same tools. If the only tool that you have in your toolbox is a hammer, you see every problem as a nail. Then he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed by them. It's amazing how God would sometimes, because he's the word, right? So, so the word told Peter to come. Peter just didn't do his own thing. He says, if it's you, then bid me come, because I know the word can sustain me. If I get a revelation from you, I know that my life is going to be okay. So what the word does is in a season, when you're in trouble, the word walks by on the other side. It's almost as to say, like, you know, are you, going to, are you going to ask me to come in? Are you going to ask me to come into your business? Are you going to ask me to come into your situation? That's what happens with some of you, that God is calling you to call for revelation. Say, Father, I need a word this morning. Come on, somebody. Because a word from God this morning can change your life forever. And they saw him walking on the sea. They supposed it was a ghost and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled, but immediately he talked to them and said to them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. He's trying to show them that the demonic forces only operate on fear. Fear of running out. That's why you're not sowing. Fear of venturing out. Risk. And there's nothing safe about the kingdom of God. Everything about the kingdom of God is risk. 
Only shallow Christians stand by the seashore, throwing in a bit of a net and thinking, hoping they can get, okay, you, you can get something. But if you want the big fish, someone needs to speak to me this morning. He went into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. So, you watch Mark has a different kind of encounter and understanding of the revelation. Matthew has a different encounter because he's the only one that documents that Peter walks on water. Let's just go on the final one in John chapter 6 and verse 16. So John explains, he says, When evening had come, his disciples went onto the sea, got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, drawing near to the boat, and they were afraid. Somebody shout, no fear here. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Fear is what the enemy will try and bring upon you. The reason why people don't sow is because they're afraid of running out. The reason why people don't fly, they're not, you're not afraid of flying, you're afraid of dying. There's fear somewhere. There's fear somewhere. That's stopping us from becoming what God has called us to be. There's fear somebody, somewhere that, you know, demons are going to harass us. That's why anytime you speak about demons, then you see people go all like, you know, tokolosh. The devil is a liar. Come on, shout back at this thing. He's got to bring fear of some sort. One, 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 one scholar, scholar believed that um, the reason why Peter was afraid is because they believed that his brother died on those oceans. So there's got to be a reference of somebody not making it so you get a pain in your body and says, I remember cancer. He's got to bring fear. There's got to be a reference somewhere. You've got to look at somebody's marriage that never worked out. You've got to look at something that the enemy would throw at you so you can have a reference point and saying, if you move here, this is going to happen to you too. The devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. Because you have come into deep spiritual waters. You're getting revelation. You're going to make it. I am telling you by the Spirit of God, you are in a new season of breakthrough and understanding. You're going to possess your possessions. Come on, Leanne. You're going to go and walk on that territory. You're going to say, this property is mine. Devil will take your hands off my stuff in Jesus' mighty name. Say no fear here. He said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received the revelation. Is the word for your current situation. The problem is that you need to receive it. My helper, 50 times from my house to this place. Every, every word I say to I, I, your children will be blessed, I receive. I am telling you, you're going to build the best house in your region and people are going to be amazed, I receive. Oh, you're never going to run out, oh, I receive. Oh, the devil can't steal from you, Ebony Morgan, oh, I receive. Oh, I just wish there would somebody be willingly receive the word of God this morning before your family, for your situation. Stop resisting God this morning. Come on, stop with a shallowness. They willingly received him into the boat and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. So here's the deal. Anytime you're dealing with trouble, one of three outcomes. Now listen, I'm speaking to the people that are called of God. Should we talk about this? Uh. Romans chapter 12 says, be sober. 
There are some people, when they come into the kingdom of God, they're just full of ambition. And they do their own thing. And they get themselves into trouble. It's just that this is the way I function in the world. They don't really believe that there's works prepared before the foundation of the world. They don't really believe that they're called of God. They don't really believe that there's a purpose for their lives. They don't really believe that there's grace to do what God has called them to do. They take what the world has trained them up in and their ambition in the kingdom of God has become their downfall. But not you. I said, but not you. I said, but not you. They come in and they, you watch them. They have what we call, they need a spiritual fix. They're spiritual junkies. They zoom in here a bit, then they zoom out. They're looking for zoomer, I'm kidding. They, they go from one conference to the next. All they're doing is they operate by the shallow waters. They're shallow Christians. They just have a, I don't like what he said. Did you hear Pastor Max preach this morning? Oh, no. Next, next Zoom session. Oh, but no, no, oh, no, that guy. All they're looking for is dessert. They're shallow Christians, not you. I said it's not you. These disciples, they're not the multitude. This is the few. They found a Kingdom Life embassy and anybody under the sound of my voice that is willing to venture deeper into the things of God. They venture deeper into the things of God. These people want to avoid trouble at all costs. Oh, you see, that's why I said, I don't want to serve at the church. Oh, no, you see people. Listen, honey, do you forget how the world offended you? Do you forget how the world beat you over? You say, no, the church did. No, the church did nothing. When God is calling you into deeper places, you're going to meet with people that you've never met with before. But God's calling you deeper. Come on, you're not a shallow Christian anymore. You just can't go and go and like, I don't like this, I don't like that. Anytime you come into trouble, oh, let me move away from here and go somewhere else. The devil is a liar. We're venturing out into the deep because the big fish is somewhere out there. Come on, somebody. So when you get into trouble, here's the thing. So let's take ambitious people that just want to be ambitious in the kingdom of God. They submit to nobody. They're ambitious. They just take their own road. Let's ignore them. Let's, let's wait for a minute. Let's give them their miracle. They want to go. No problem. That's what happened with the multitude. Then you got somebody who's just absolutely disobedient. So, some people in the church, because of ambition, it's got you into trouble. Then there are other people that have actually, you know the call of God, but you're not doing it. You've never, if you've never heard God and the call of God, then I understand. But if God spoke to you clearly about something you must do, it becomes a different problem for you. Can I give you what that looks like? Go with me to Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. Work with me this morning. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So there's no covering. Number one, there's no covering when you're doing your own thing. He went down to Joppa, listen to the words, running from the presence of God, fleeing is one. 
two is that he's going down to Joppa, down, and found all a ship going to Tarshish. And then the third thing is that you pay. He paid the fare. Anytime you go your own way, you must pay your fare. Because when it's God's will, it's God's bill. Come on, this is a debt-free zone you are in. You don't pay for your salvation. You don't pay for the call of God upon your life. You just obey the Lord. I am telling you, God, they never paid a cent to get into that boat. They never paid a cent to get in there. Because they went God's way. It's called revelation on the road. And so they found a, a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare, went down into it. Uh, down into it. I mean, it goes down and then down. To go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Running from, ask me, is, is this God or not? Ask yourself, does this take me away from the presence of God or not? That's a good place to start. But the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. God's breaking up certain things that are not of God. You're not hearing me. You're in a season where God's breaking up partnerships that are not of God. I'm watching what God is doing in this season. There are people that thought that this was it, thought this is the way it needs to go, and God is showing you through the winds and the storms that this is the wrong partnership in business. Is there anybody hearing me today? God is breaking up that ship because you know that this thing's going to be a problem for everybody else. It's not even taking you to your destiny. It's taking you away from the presence of God. It's taking you away from the people of God. It's taking you away from the purposes of God. It's taking you away from the grace of God. Your gift will not, they're just going to use you to row at the bottom of their boat and use you for their purposes. Because when you're in the call of God, even though you're in trouble, look, Jonah's in trouble. We've gone past the people that are shallow. We've gone into the people that are called of God and are disciples. Now Jonah is in trouble because God sends that wind. Then the mariners were afraid and every man cried out to his God. Now listen to how powerful this is. These are unbelievers, man. And they're crying out to their God. They're asking for revelation. Can you open up our eyes to something where something's not right around us? How long are you going to be in that trouble and not ask God for revelation? Even an unbeliever calls out. Even they'll go and bow on a mat and go and ask their God for help and say, Lord, what is the reason why we are doing this? What is it with the born-again believers? The whole world is crying out. That's the reason why they go see some gomas. They're looking for an answer. What is it with the born-again believers that you're not crying out to your God? That you got no revelation for your life? That God cannot tell you which way to go? Come on, you're born of God. Can I, somebody who's born of God, just clap their hands real loud this morning. Because that which is born of God overcomes this world, even your faith, man. You are not born to be a failure. You are not born to stay tossed by the winds every single day. And the devil telling you you're not going to make it. The devil is a liar. You are in Kingdom Life Embassy. You are under the sound of my voice. There is a word for you this morning. You coming to the other side. Let the devil know. The, these people are afraid. Even the unbelievers are afraid. And they're seeking some. Someone's going to go read palms. Come and tell me. Oh, let's, let's get some tea. Tea leaves. Oh, let's, did you read the horoscopes? Did you see? It did say in the horoscopes that 2021. You, you better repent of that thing. 
Meet me on a Wednesday. We're dealing with deliverance. And through the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. And some of you have not forgotten. You, you, you actually didn't know. You were just, you were not part of the, the board and the team and part of the inheritance. Because when the trouble came, they threw you overboard first. <laughs> to lighten the load. Do you know that we got, no, we got rid of nobody during this COVID in the ministry? Nobody. In fact, we employed three. Because when you're in the center of God's will, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts. I mean, how low must you go? And laying down was fast asleep. He's like, I am not even going to ask my God. So the captain came to him and said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? I hope there's somebody in your company that can pray. Arise, call on your God. Get revelation of why we're in this trouble. Perhaps your God will consider us that we may not perish. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots. I mean, you're going to find any way to find out why we're in this trouble. That we may know for those for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. <laughs> oh, you the one that's disobeyed the voice of God. Sometimes you're sitting with people in your company that God called them to do one thing, but they're sitting with you. Let me give you mine. 18 months, I'm, I'm just struggling to fulfill the call of God. God says, you're starting a church. This is the ship. I'm like, nah, I'm not getting in here. The oceans we're going to travel on here is going to be trouble. I'm not getting onto this boat. You're called to be a pastor. Every time I pray, 1 Kings chapter 6, I'm praying, God, deep prayers. The Lord says, now, concerning this temple you're building, I'm like, oh, like, I must see the same people every week and preach every week. I don't even have word. I'm, I'm going to send a check, I promise you. I'm a businessman. But let me go and fly the world and go and travel to Canada and make money. No, this is the ship, son. 18 months I get sick. By the third time I go to my doctor and he's been in checking me out. At that time, he was a, uh, my doctor was a Muslim. And I went into his offices for the third time after months. He says, what is the real problem? I said, look, actually I'm feeling the call of God upon my life and I, and I can't say yes. Because there's just no way. And I'm trying to look for counsel from him. The best news that could have been, God spoke through that man. He says, listen man, why don't you just go and obey your God? I'm like, Thanks for the medication and the counsel. And today you fired. I'm not speaking to you anymore. I'm leaving. I found myself another doctor. You, some of you need to go and hear somebody tell you the truth. Because only truth sets you. God had to speak to that. I'm not listening to none of the pastors. I'm not listening to the Holy Ghost. I'm not listening to the Word of God. God has to send somebody else. I mean, it was a donkey for someone else. For me, it was, this doctor just said to me, 
Just like, I mean, if you go and do what God told you to do, you're going to sleep well. That's a word for someone. So he says, who's your God? And, and the like. And so they throw him. He says, look, just throw me overboard. What I wanted to end up with was, I think, just go to the end of that chapter in Jonah chapter, chapter 1. I need to move on quickly. So in Jonah, uh, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Now Jonah chapter 2 and verse 1, please. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly. So you can have somebody who's called of God, they're all in the same boat. They're all in trouble. When, my, when I'm in trouble in this ministry and my leaders are sleeping and I'm not, they're in trouble. Because if I'm awake, you can't tell me wake up in the morning and you didn't row even with me. And say, oh, the Lord is so good to you, apostle. You're going to get yourself into trouble. If we're in this boat together and we are in trouble, you can't be sleeping while I'm praying. I'm just saying. Called of God, ambitious, disobeying God. Shallow Christians. Called of God, ambitious or shallow, and then disobedient. For the, disobe for the, for the, for the ambitious, submit yourself to God again. Come back to the beginning and say, Father, let us start again. To those that are disobedient, the only way out is prayer of forgiveness. You need to repent because you're in, the, you're in this, the whale, the, the belly of a whale. And there's no way you can get out unless you pray. I've been there. And God can deliver you in three days and bring you into your purpose because you've been disobedient. Then there's those that are ambitious that you, be, you keep on you catching, man. You know, this is the reason why um, Holy Ghost, I need to end the service. The reason why God had to deal with Peter the way he did is because Peter, the first time he meets him in Luke chapter 5, it says that Peter, when Jesus meets them in the morning, they, they toiled all night and they came up with nothing. Jesus, when he's done preaching, he puts revelation in the boat. That means you must have revelation in your business. Is somebody hearing me this morning? God is saying, don't move without revelation. Because people start up stuff, they're ambitious, and what they do is they drive everybody. Because if we don't row hard enough here, everybody's going to sink. But if God gave you a word, you can't sink. So, Peter is shallow. Because Peter comes up with nothing. So when Jesus puts revelation in the boat, he says, now, Pull out and go into the deep and launch out in the deep. So he's going to now have to work with Peter to make, get the shallowness out of Peter and his walk with God. He says, I'm going to teach you how to walk with deeper revelation in my kingdom. And Peter comes out with so much a fish in the deep because you don't increase through time, you increase through revelation. So he takes him into a deep place and he brings the increase to his life because he was willing to go deeper with God. Peter is going to go a little further than anybody else because Peter, when you are in trouble, 
three outcomes for somebody who's called of God. Three outcomes. Not ambitious, not disobedient. And called of God. Now when you come into the call of God, you're in this boat and you're going to get yourself into, like you know you're in trouble. Three outcomes for your life. The one is Mark, Matthew, and John's going to tell you what it is. Either the trouble ends by tomorrow morning. Because if God gives me a word this today, and I actually didn't know this. God, I love it when God, you know, I pray today and tomorrow morning it's done. Everybody likes that one? I used to get a lot of that. But then there's others. It's called revelation by knowledge. That means God doesn't even calm the storm with Peter. He lets Peter walk on those troubled waters. Because what's he doing? He's teaching you how to live above the systems of this world. Some of you, you need to know that God's not going to let you go around the trouble. You're going to begin to walk on this trouble and say, uh, uh, devil, I want you to know today that I am born of God uh, and I'm going to begin to walk with, uh, come on somebody, I'm going to walk with victory. I'm going to walk in success. Uh, I am telling you, he's the only disciple that could walk on water. Everybody sat in their boat, but God took him to a deeper revelation because there's revelation on the road. Some of you need to know why God's calling you to come for a deeper Deeper walk. Why? Why? Peter was the only one that was going to carry the revelation that he's the Christ. And God was able to build the church around the rock of revelation. You are the Christ. So God at times when he's calling you, Sharon, and it looks like the road is lonely and you're by yourself, God's calling you deeper that no one else can go to. Why? Because you're carrying something for the kingdom of God, for the next level of revelation. I need a better shout in this church. Done with shallow Christianity. There's a place that people must be saved and there's a place for miracles. But stop with your shallowness. Not in this church, it's in another church. I mean, everybody in this place is saved and called and purposed and graced. <laughs> My prayer for you. One is, tomorrow morning, the answer to your problem is going to knock. We prayed in church on Sunday. Immediately. You're at the place. God delivers you out of the trouble. Then there's others that God's going to say, hold up. Take a walk on this thing. Let me show you who you really are. Let me show you what you're capable of doing. Listen, you're still sitting here. Others, if they had gone through what you had gone through, they would have committed suicide. But you are still here this morning. And God is teaching you how to walk on demonic systems and say, devil, no fear here. I know what my deliverance, that spirit of witchcraft will not rest in my home. That spirit of poverty will not rest in this place. Oh yeah, you messed with my name. You messed with my bank account. You took my property. But God is bringing it all back in the season. I'm going to walk with the over demonic systems. I need somebody to shout a good amen in this church. You've been through hell and high water, but God says you're still here. So one is you can get delivered out of trouble. Number two is you could actually just learn how to walk on trouble. The stuff that will stress people out, you're like, dude, 
God's good. It's by experience I can know. Jacob's in trouble for 20 years, swindling and doing his thing and different wives, and he gets 20 years, he says, nah, I'm leaving. His uncle says, Laban says, hey, but you can't go. Because I found out by experience that God is with you. Some of you are knowing that God must just allow certain things to play out. Stop trying to fix everything. Stop trying to fix, because, you know, the more you're trying to fix stuff, it's like the hydra, you know, when you, the, 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 the teaching of the, the hydra to understand that this guy came and he started, he cuts the hydra's head off. And he thinks he solves the problem. And two heads come up. And some of you creating more problems. Just walk on this thing. You want to mess with my name? I tell you what, man. My company and all my past got me into such trouble, even through my call center. I could not get any credit. Blacklisted. Then I get a letter in the post. Um, we've gone into a new system in SARS and we've changed your ID number. What? So the stuff I owe and the, my bad record, in the middle of my storm, new car, honey. Because God can clean up the mess. Come on, somebody say, God can clean up the mess. When I'm in the center of God's will, God can clean up my mess. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. God's going to open up the doors because I am called of God. And if you are called of God, there's grace. I need a greater shout. That is good preaching right there. What's the final one? He's bringing you out of trouble. He's getting to walk on the trouble. And then he finally goes, gets in the book and, uh, into the boat and he rebukes the thing. This is the season God is teaching you how to trouble the trouble. The thing that's been troubling you, you've been running from trouble and afraid and what people are going to think, what people are going to say. I'm sitting in the ministry and, you know, I didn't want anybody to know. I had this deal with the sons and we set up the stuff and put my property in this, this deal and the ministry. And I made a plan because we're getting into this boat. And as soon as everything was on their names, they turned around and they sued me. They wanted the church property and my property. And the last thing I want to do is like, no, I can't, I mean, like it's foolish. I thought afterwards, this was foolish for me. Have you ever done something, you look back and you're saying, that was stupid. I've been there. So now, I mean, we're going to courts and there's court letters and da, 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 da. And the Lord says to me, son, here's your word. As I receive those papers, he says, pray grace, grace over it. I'm listening to a sermon by Jensen Franklin. He says, just speak grace, grace to this mountain. That is the same morning I got a word from the Lord. Grace, grace. Years go by. I mean, plenty months. We're fighting this thing. And I just don't want to say anything because, you know, you first of all look like, a, like an idiot because you got involved with these people in the boat. And they took you to court. And now, it's like as I speak to the other people, and the, and the pastors, the one pastor said to me, Bishop Freddy, he says, hey, but that's stupid. I know what these boys do. So I'm like, God, now I need help. I can't even run to people for help anymore. Counseling with different people. The Lord brings me into revelation. The Lord says, the first thing you have to do is you're going to have to rebuke this thing. You want to take me to court? Let's go. You want to mess with my name? Come. I want you to come. I turned around and said, is that what you want? You want to mess my name with the church? You want to discredit me? I did what is right. I walked in my integrity. You turned this thing around. But because they saw I was afraid of that moment to go down the court route, they harassed me and brought the spirit of witchcraft. And I was fearful. 
until the day I turned around and said, no more. You want it? Come. You want to fight? Let's rumble, baby. You must turn around this morning and tell that devil that's troubling you. You want trouble? I'm going to trouble you. You want messed with my family? I'm going to mess with you. Come on, somebody shout back this morning. Don't let the enemy bring fear and torment and depression and worry. You're going to trouble the trouble that's been troubling you. Yes, you are called of God. Yes, you are anointed. Yes, you are gifted. Now get up and shout back and say, devil, you Take your hands off my life. I'm going to walk on this water this morning. I'm going to let the devil know I am born for a time such as this. Give a good shout back in this church. No more shallow people, man. You know how to sing your song. Spirit, lead me. Where my trust is without borders, let me walk upon this. Until I can see Peter, them singing that song in that boat. It's like, hey, Baba, you better start rowing. There's no singing. There's people that know how to sing songs, but they don't know how to walk this thing out. And God is calling disciples back into the place where you're going to walk on things. You're not afraid anymore. Shout yes. I'm tired when the enemy comes and messes with people. How many months are you going to allow this enemy to mess with your destiny and your, and your life? How many years are you going to allow the enemy to toss you left and right and say, yeah, you know, God, and, you know, where's your God, and da-da-da-da. No, no, devil, we're letting you, reminded you that Jesus is the head of all principality and power. There is a name that is above every other name. And someone is coming into their destiny. You were afraid to get in that boat. I am telling you, God is saying, this is your moment and this is your time. Glory be to Jesus. Let me read a testimony. I've got to end. Yeah. So I preached yesterday morning and we were dealing with the fourth watch. That you're on the verge of something great. One of my daughters sent me this message. Hello, Apostle Max and Pastor Z. I just want to thank you for this morning's war room. I'm certainly in the fourth watch. After two long years of losing all my finances, breaking off an engagement, and starting over again in Joburg, I'm a week away from handing in my final master's thesis paper. God has kept me over these two years, sleeping in a children's room, Working in a bedroom as I could not afford to pay the rent. Studying during COVID whilst we had a house flood. I lost over 10 friends to COVID. And challenge upon challenge upon challenge. My papers on entrepreneurship in the music industry. And God blessed me with opportunities to interview South Africa's very best. Black Coffee and Goldfish and Louisa Bala and so on. Also, I received four scholarships. Because when it's God's will, it's God's bill. Four scholarships in, ta- in my, this time to finish my master's. God is so good. And in spite of the enemy telling me my life is over two years ago, I know it's just the start. I give God the glory and thank God for my spiritual mom and dad. Come on, come on, family. Says, listen, she says, she says, trust in God when you've lost everything at 38. 38, man. A woman that has to break up an engagement because the this, this spot is going nowhere. God breaks up the ship. And trusting God to give me your life back that was intended, 100% whole and fulfilled. It's been tough with so many moments of utter despair. 
looking at my surroundings and wanting to just call everything quits. Also having the enemy come at my mind 24-7 because it's beating against this thing. She says, I've truly, truly, truly learned that no matter what it looks like, all I will ever need is God. I just need a word. She says, God sent me to your church. God sent me to be my covering so that while I am in the season of recovery and restoration, God's got me covered so I can finish my thesis, so I can become what God has called me to be. Is there anybody who needs a fresh start with the Lord this morning? You need a word from the Lord this morning. You are coming into your destiny, child of God. This is the season God's giving revelation on the road for somebody. No matter what your surroundings look like, you are coming out on the other side. Come on, I still trust Him. She says, God, you know, and if God does nothing else, He's still good. He's still God. He's my king. And the devil has got no chance. I need the worship team up here this morning. Because somebody's coming into their destiny this morning. Hallelujah. Now let me end. There's been plenty of word I told you. Go with me to John chapter 21. Jesus is raised. It's 40 days of ascension. It's from the cross to Pentecost. He's leaving the disciples. And of course, you know, Peter, the one that is shallow, that God called in deeper, then he walked on water, was going to be the one that holds the revelation of the church, was going to preach the first sermon to 3,000 people getting saved. He was shallow in his thinking. God's taking him deeper. Listen how powerful this is. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. It's called revelation. So every time God shows up in a season of what you're with, this is the way God's going to show up. If you're in the center of God's will, you are not going to drown. Because when you're called of God, you always get to the other side. Simon Peter Thomas called the twin Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, the two others and his disciples who were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to my old lifestyle. This call of God is not a call of God. They said to him, we're going with you also. You know how many people, when you take a wrong route, follow you? Do you know how many people? I was watching how I handled this moment in ministry and my family. My children are looking. My family is looking. People are looking at this thing and say, Dad, how are you handling this moment? Do you go back to being a systems analyst? They went out and immediately got into the boat. You better know who's in your boat with you, I'm telling you. Because you're going to have a bunch of unbelievers in a boat with the wrong advice. And that night they caught, how much? How much? Why? I hope you got the lesson this morning. Why did they catch nothing? Because anytime you got no revelation in your boat, you come up with nothing. You got no word from God. Did God tell you to leave this church? Where's the word? Where's the word? Oh, we're starting this business and, and, uh, and, and they call me to business meetings. Apostle, see, see, I, I want us to do this with the church. And, uh, I said, give me the word. Oh, no, yeah, but I'm telling you it's going to be like this. No, 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 no. I'm 58. I can't go and take wrong exits with the wrong people in my boat. How long are you going to go and hang out with the wrong people all your time and they keep advising you? And your boat stays at the sea. 
and you never get into your destiny. Because number one, did you get a word from God? Number two, who's in your boat? So, but when morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. I mean, look how awesome Jesus is. Yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. They didn't know that this was the revelation. Then Jesus said to them, children, how did the evening go? Oh, you started that business. Oh, you went in that with that part. How did that work out for you? Oh, 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 ambitious. Oh, oh no, I got my, my brand and I'm a, how did that work out for you? Oh, I did it my way. How did that work out for you? You still paying your my way insurance? Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no, no. They don't know it's him. He's, it's almost mockingly asking them, are you still going to do it without me? Are you still going to go down the road that you, how many roads must you travel down until a man believes and sees that this is wrong? How long? I've been there. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. That's a word. That's revelation on the road or revelation on the boat or revelation in your business. So they cast and now when they were not able to draw it out because of the multitude of fish, then the disciple that Jesus loved said to Peter, hey, hey, we got word. We got revelation in our boat. Peter says, if that's the case, our days of toiling are over. He doesn't even worry about the catch. He's not even worried about the contract. He doesn't even worry about the profit of that fish. He says, it's the Lord. It's the owner. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put out his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. He says, I'm out of here, guys. Because if I am going where the word is, even the fish must follow me. Because when you put the kingdom first, all these things must be added unto me. Come on! I need this church to believe this morning that you're in a new season. God's got a word for your life. God's got a word for your family. God's got a word for your children. God's got a word for your business. It's revelation on the road. 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 There's revelation on the road. And anytime there's revelation, there is abundance. Shout yes. He put on his outer garment. Give me verse 8. Please stand, I'm done. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land. But 200 cubits dragging the net. The others came dragging the net. Peter was so caught up with the business deal. He shifts from the business deal to the word of God. I just need a word. Because when I have the word, the deals must follow. I don't run after deals. The deals run after me. You didn't come get born again to be so shallow looking for money. That's shallow thinking. You came here for a word. Because the word's going to sustain you. Then as soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish. I want to release it. 
you're in a season of big fish anointing. There'll be big deals. Listen, he could count how big those fish were. 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. When you follow after God's order and structure, you don't lose business deals, honey. You don't lose, uh, uh, so I must pay this one off and bribe that one. The devil is a liar. When God does it, it's with integrity, it's with purpose, and there's grace to be a businessman. Because you have the word of God. You will not lose anything in this next season. Next verse gets interesting. Jesus says, come and have breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? What's this revelation? Knowing that it was the Lord. Here's interesting. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. This is the, now the third time Jesus had shown himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Come now guys, work with me. Verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Do you love the word of God more than your comfort? Do you love me more than business deals? Did you come here? Are you so shallow, son? Are you so shallow that it's all about the things that you get? Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? They said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to them, these things that you've been chasing after, in the core, you don't chase after things. You use the things to feed people. Take care of my people. This was the saving grace, Pastor Mervyn Paleman, when, we, when he counseled me. He said, Apostle Max, this is years ago. I was going through some trouble. He sit me down. He says, read the scripture. This is how the Lord saved him. He says, not do you love the people. He says, do you love me? Feed them. I didn't ask you to love the people. He says, I will love them. You feed them. It's called the call of God. Clap your hands. My time's up. My time's up. Did you learn anything this morning? Did you get anything from the word this morning? It's your season of revelation. If you have been disobedient, cry out to God for forgiveness. The whale, will that situation, that messy situation, it will spit you out. If you've been shallow, and running around from conference to conference looking for another fix. No, this is, I don't like that word from apostle right now. I need to go somewhere else. What shallowness is that? So you like it when I speak about your breakthrough and your cars are dead free. The devil is a liar. We're calling people, God's calling people deeper. They, the, it's the call of God upon your life. He's bringing you into your destiny and into your purpose. And there's grace for the race. Revelation's coming. But business people, hear me today. You've been honoring God. There's a big fish anointing in this house. And it is the fourth watch of the morning. Our sons and daughters are coming back with their thesis. They're coming back with their degrees. They're coming back to show off business. 
They're coming back to show off the breakthrough. But you are coming to the other side. I need you to keep clapping your hands. You are coming to the other side of the fight you've been in. You are coming to the other side of the fight you've been in. It is a new season because deep is calling unto deep. Can we worship this morning? Glory be to Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, hear me, child of God. Stop looking for a miracle. Stop asking just for, oh, if God can just heal me. Oh, if God can just give me a financial breakthrough. Why don't you go home with the healer? Why don't you go deeper in God? The prodigal son, you need to hear me today. Did your father give you the word to go and eat and take the inheritance? You went by yourself, acknowledge it. Now you're eating with the pigs. Now there's no breakthrough. Why don't you go back to your father's house? You want the word to take you where you need to be. I'm only standing here because of the word of God. God's calling you into your destiny. For those that don't know the call of God and been looking for what the next level is, I know there are many Christians. You've been on the shallow side of stuff. God's calling you deeper. Trust me in this process. Trust me in this boat. Trust me in this. I'm going to make sure that you walk on demonic systems. If you stay in the boat, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right, and you're coming to the other side. Submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to His Word. Submit yourself to the leadership. Submit yourself to the purposes of God. And God will bring you through in the name of Jesus. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for you. Father, bless your people. Bless them in their giving. I pray that anybody that doesn't know you will come into their destiny. Will get an encounter. For those that don't know which way to go, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be flooded with light. That you may know the hope to which has called you. So when you come into the calling of God, you may walk into the purposes and the plan that God has got for your life. And you can become all that God has called you to be. Father, bless your people in their giving. Help them to understand your voice. Help them to be honorable with their finances. The anointing right now, I need you to know this child of God this morning. Please hear me. In the kingdom of God, money is least. It's least. If you can't be honorable with what's least, you can't handle the anointing on the next level. You can't walk on demonic systems. As God has called you to sow, and to give into the ministry and to tithe and to be honorable. That's the beginning of the calling. How you handle money. It's the beginning of the calling. Not the end. Not the end. That shallow thinking that it's about money. The money, handling money and being honorable with your finances and managing what God puts in your hands. That's the least in the kingdom. If you're unfaithful with that which is least, how can God trust you with true riches? God's calling you back into a place of where just handle your finances properly be honorable with God because he's giving you what is true riches money is just shallow people that have money and that's what they brag on it's just shallow living we're not there we're out in the deep I pray a blessing upon your giving and the way you manage Father I pray that you break every curse over people's finances and even in their thinking let them walk on demonic systems teach them how to handle finances teach them how to be honorable for your kingdom and for your glory. Give them a revelation of how to handle kingdom resources and make them wealthy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for your giving. You may be seated for the moment.
it's receiving offering. stand, clap our hands and receive the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is your week of tremendous favor. By tomorrow this time, the favor of the Lord will be all over your home and over your family, over your finances, your future, and your family. I bless you. You are preserved and you are protected. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, you're rising up and you're sitting down, you're sleeping, you're traveling, your business, whatever you put your hands to, it will prosper. We love you. God bless you. See you tomorrow for our conference. Amen and amen.